everybody. It's Mitra from Urgent Care. It's a podcast. Uh, Maybe you've heard it. I just wanted to let you know that this week we are going to be taking a little break. Hopefully we will be back very soon. But in the meantime, we'll be airing a rerun. I hope you enjoy it. We had so much fun making it. We love you and hope to be back soon. Bye bye. Or I guess hello, because the episode's about to start. Okay. Uh, bye. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> this is Urgent Care. Urgent Care. Urgent Care is the place you go when you don't have any other option. Urgent Care. Urgent Care. I see a lot of myself in this collar. Yeah, same here. Urgent care. It's urgent care. <laughs> what do you think? Wow, that was gorgeous. <laughs> um, as always, the musical stylings of my co-host Mitra Johari. <laughs> And uh, as always, tolerated by my co-host, Joel Kim Booster, this is <laughs> and together Urgent we make Urgent Care. Care, a podcast where two people who shouldn't give anyone advice give people advice. So <laughs> give people advice about real shit sometimes. Real shit. Yeah. People really write in with some heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, and we a pretty bad job but uh yeah. nothing no nothing stops us from continuing against yeah. all odds we've checked with the lawyers at earwolf and nothing we're doing here is illegal we are we are covered legally you can't sue us if you follow our advice no in fact we can sue you we can sue you. Our um we can sue we can sue anyone and that's sort of and something, we have yeah and we're not going to say who because un- unfortunately we cannot talk about legal matters that are currently at hand but i will say mm-hmm. that each of us has sued up to i would say 20 people who have called into this podcast about a variety mm-hmm. of things we're very litigious <laughs> <laughs> and i personally very litigious i personally wouldn't even know where to begin to sue somebody i would be too scared to even try <laughs> it's true it's true can i say mitra really off the off the bat because mm-hmm. i don't care how you are this week does it feel does it feel like we have a lot of organic listenership to this or do you think it is people who liked us and came to the podcast like are you like people who what's the alternative people who were like i'm listening i'm looking for a good advice podcast and then they found us or do you think it's people who already know and love and trust us who found the podcast because i've been curious about this lately i would love to hear from our listeners i personally think that no one trusts us so (laughs) it's probably people who want to listen to advice well that's why i feel like sometimes when somebody writes in and they're like i need help with my will i'm like okay (laughs) this person does not is not familiar with either of us outside this podcast they must they must have gotten us confused with, with dear prudence. We should make it like a like Google that. form or something like that where you have to say I mean, obviously we're never gonna do this. We're not ever gonna like make a Google form, but no, 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 but no, 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 no. it would be cool if we made a Google form and we're like, How did you find out about this podcast? But unfortunately, just like everything in this, we will not follow up and it will remain a mystery. <laughs> but I have to Absolutely. believe that if you're if you are listening to this podcast, it is an accident. <laughs> and yeah. that you don't know what you're getting into and thank you for being with us today um we yeah. are both doctors 
We're both doctors. <laughs> we both have doctorates too, mm-hmm. which you know not every doctor has a doctorate. I have a doctorate in um, an MFA program. Yeah, so I have my um, doctorate in the um, study of MFA. You have- Wow. Yeah, I am an expert. I'm a, I'm a doctor in the study of different kinds of MFAs and the way that having an MFA warps a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's interesting because I I have my MFA in um, eyelashes. <laughs> it's what I have my MFA in. Well, that uh, oh. I studied long and hard. And can you tell? Yeah. Blink, blink, yeah. blink. Uh, it looks like that hard cider is kicking in. For those of you who listened to the last episode, Joel's absolutely turned up on a 0. 0.5 alcohol percentage hard kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get into the hard kombucha in these hard times, in these tough times. It's something, it's just a little thing I do at six o'clock <laughs> to soothe my weary soul. What's something you do at six o'clock to soothe your weary soul? Uh, complain. What have you ever done? Complain like a normal person, bitch. Com- complain about what? Complain about something right now okay um i want to complain that i am on the other side of my bed that where you can't see is a huge pile of laundry that i've been sleeping next to for two days because i just can't get myself to do anything with it it's all clean um and it's just you know you know last episode when i sort of was like i never know when i'm depressed now it's like Mm -hmm. i'm depressed (laughs) i'm sleeping next to the laundry (laughs) when you sort of molded a a pile of clean laundry into a boyfriend yeah sort of a full body pillow that is a telltale sign well and that's like that's the great thing about um like having a boyfriend it right now is that i have to move the laundry before he comes over and that that's sort of what wit does for me is provides a reason for um, me moving the laundry (laughs) wow so dark that I don't have anyone in my life to move the laundry for. So, 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 so dark. See, I crave, that's the kind of task that I crave in quarantine. I do. I love a menial task. I love a menial, like a very clear, doesn't require much brain power. It's just get it done. You know, anything that requires a creative part of the creative parts of my brain, not happening. Haven't written a joke in decades. Haven't written a joke since this started. I, I I abhor people who have been able to write good jokes. I've written down a bunch of premises. One premise I wrote down, spiders are more afraid of us than prove it. Why? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. You laughed. Okay. Another thing that I learned, another thing that I learned that I think is a premise is, um, did you know when the baby's inside of you, it's shitting? You little babies inside of you are shitting. So you become a toilet for a little baby. And it's like, no wonder people want to get abortions. <laughs> <laughs> See, less laughter than prove it to the spiders. Well, I will say. Hear, hear me out. I just took a turn I wasn't expecting. But, you know, I bet if it was like, I think I think it I think it's really good, Joel. <laughs> No, give me the constructive criticism. No, I was which saying, part of it don't you like? No, what I was saying is like maybe if it if it had other stuff around it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the abortion is just such a hard turn for me. Yeah. But it's also because it's right after the spider. Because you're pro you're you're pro life. <laughs> I 
am pro-life. Yeah. You're so pro-life. And that's why you don't like the abortion. Yeah. That's part. why it was so heavy for me. It was just like, you know that I'm pro-life and like that sort of like every episode of this podcast, for those of you who are just now tuning in, it's just like a huge political debate between me and Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and I try and convince her. I say, Mitra, it's your body. It's your choice. And then you sit, you in turn turn to me and you say, no, it's my body. It's your choice. Yeah. Joel. My body, his choice, whoever, whoever he may be in any given situation. And that yeah. might be God. That capital H might be that might be Joel. That might be my husband. <laughs> that's that's uh, sort of my cr- awesome like Christian voice. Um. So yeah, sort of just alienating. <laughs> can I also? This is something. This is something that I thought of yesterday because I asked my therapist. I said, I asked her. She we were talking about something, and I was like, Hey, can I ask you a personal question? And she was like, You can ask me anything you want, and I may or may not answer it. And I was like, okay, then how does that make you different from any other person on the street, you stupid bitch? You know? Like, <laughs> and she said, Joel, I don't appreciate that language in our session. Did you really say it? No. Oh. I, didn't, I, did, I did say, I didn't call her a stupid bitch. Although I have jokingly called her a stupid bitch before and she's laughed. Okay. Because that's the relationship we have. But I did ask her, I was like, wait, that, I was like, that that's just that's not therapist stuff that's just like normal human stuff yeah people ask me personal questions and i go back off yeah okay so so far what i've so from this little fact finding mission this is the first time i've spoken any of these things aloud Mm -hmm. and so far it sounds like spiders are the spider where i need i need to go in a (laughs) spider direction i hope Um, that what we get out of quarantine is joel can boosters half hour on spiders well Buckle up because arachnophobia. (laughs) This is not boding well for when we name people later on. (laughs) Uh So let's pivot. Let's sharply pivot to we got some updates. We got some updates in the tank. Dana, oh my God, we have so many updates in the tank. Will you please play this first? Okay, Joel loving the tank today. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, uh, it's Mugs Bunny here. Just wanted to send in. A little update. Um, so I ended up calling my mom about it because I was really mad. She says, hi, Joel. <laughs> and um, she was really distressed by the idea of someone using this mug. So she express ordered three more from the same designer, but in different colors, same pattern. So I think that kind of got the whole vibe across. But they were mine. It wasn't a one-off. This was an intentional, meaningful purchase. And um, she kind of just fucked off. I don't know. It, it works really <laughs> well. But what I also started doing from uh, the pod's advice is after I would clean it, after using it, I would put it back in my office space. And because it was there, she either thought it was dirty or that it was like a pencil mug now or whatever. And she kind of just stopped. And I think now that I have some other ones, it doesn't bug me as much. But, yes, I'm very happy with the advice you guys gave. Uh, Shy girls are very trainable. That has been my friend and I's <laughs> trademark line for a month and a bit. Two months now. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, thanks again for all the advice. Uh, love the pod. Keep it up. Thanks, guys. So this, of course, Mugsy Bunny was um, the girl who had a special mug that um, I believe a roommate's girlfriend kept using mm-hmm. and was sending her um, into sort of a psychotic fit about it. And and 
rightfully so. And I think what we've learned from the update is not only did our advice work, but capitalism really does solve all ills. Moms in capitalism <laughs> can really solve a lot of problems. You know, a well, you a well funded mom. mom. A well funded <laughs> <laughs> heals all wounds. So. Yeah, congratulations! Now you, uh, now you got a new line you can start spouting around <laughs> with your friends. A well funded mom can heal all wounds. All right, and we got two more updates. Dana, hey Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel, this is waste management. Um, I am calling you back uh, with an update. You told me to break up with. Uh, my guy before I moved and I uh, did not take that advice and I drew it okay. out over COVID, uh, which was a whirlwind. But in the end, I did end up breaking up with him. I did it in person, even though I had already moved. So I at least did that. Um, I, uh, when I broke up with him, I told him sort of how I felt about the situation, how I really enjoyed being his boyfriend, but I wasn't in love with him. Um, and he actually felt the exact same way. So we ended up oh. ending on really good terms. Uh, we are so good friends and we are actually <laughs> a twist on this going on a, uh, vacation together, even though we broke up, uh, during COVID time. So, uh, I know that makes me a bad person and I am willing to accept, uh, comments on that, but I will not be listening to them. So, uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great day. Thank you so much for the podcast. I love you guys so much. Wow. Okay. A rare instance of someone not following our advice, and yet it worked out for them in the end. Yeah, it's so weird that um, people didn't follow our advice to the letter and things were okay. I wouldn't advise Mm. this to anyone listening to the podcast, of course. This is the exception to the rule, uh, I would say. But um, I'm glad it yeah. worked out in the sense that you're going on vacation with your ex. So yeah, uh, congratulations. Congrats. You won. Oh, yeah. Um, really I showed don't us. Re- <laughs> don't remember why we called him Waste Management. And I feel badly about that. I remember but... that you came up with that name and I thought it was mean. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> I distinctly remember that feeling. So I can't no. remember why either. I will not investigate. But oh, I did re- she, remember the he feeling. He's proud of it. <laughs> he seemed proud of it. Okay. Finally, we've got one last one, and it's a long one. So, Dana, pull it up out of the tank. The tank. The famous tank. The update tank. Hi, Dana. Uh, this is Ello Squeezem, I think. Uh, I refuse to go and check. If, Love that. To see if that was my name, because I already endured the trauma of listening to a podcast and realizing drunk me called in, uh, and I really don't want to relive that this morning, so I'm not going to. Um, but I wanted to call and give an update and then answer some of Joel's questions. First, uh, Joel, you were 100% right. I Brutal. absolutely was trying to make myself feel better. Um, as per usual, you were right. Um, second, uh, my dad did not make money off of opioid production. Uh, <laughs> he has a general white person male job. Um, What's that mean? Keep it vague. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I He's don't a senator. have the ability to perform in any way, so I'm not getting an MFA. Um, <laughs> my program is so, so specific that I'm vaguely just going to say, like, it's a master's in gender studies. Um, so, for the update, <laughs> sorry, this is so long. But, um, so I brought this up to my boyfriend, the idea of getting engaged for the pur- for rent purposes. <laughs> and, um, he quickly reminded me that 
he if he did that, it would become a whole ordeal where he would have to ask my family's blessing because we're in the South. Um, and that's a mess. And then my parents would want to see a ring. They would want to see social media posts. They would want to meet his parents, um, like via Zoom because they're in another state. Um, and then once that's posted on Instagram and whatnot, uh, my entire extended family would then want to throw an engagement party for me during a pandemic um, because they think coronavirus is a hoax. Um, so, yeah, Oof. so that's, like, not really worth the ha- paying half the rent, um, especially because our rent is where we live is pretty inexpensive. Um, so the current plan is to just wait it out and see how long uh, I can live with my boyfriend before my parents uh, cut me off. <laughs> so wish me luck. Um, don't forget to wear a mask. Hope you all have a good night, and um, I hope I never call you again while drunk, because that was terrifying. Uh, Bye. Okay, so this was, of course, Ella Squeeze, who wanted to get married in the ho- uh, so that her parents would pay half of her rent, or at least get engaged mm-hmm. so that her parents would pay half her rent. And um, we sort of took her to task a little bit, and it sounds like we got through. And honestly, I think everybody should call us drunk. Yeah, why not? It's anonymous. <laughs> it's anonymous. Yeah. Who cares? Call us drunk. Call us drunk, Call but us so, drunk. but, but like not so drunk you don't make sense because you will not yeah. get on the podcast and we will not reward that behavior. But she definitely made sense. And I loved the part where she said I was right. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I simply really don't believe gratifying. that. Um, her dad doesn't work for like a pharmaceuticals company. Um, I refuse yeah. to accept that. Um, tell me what a general white man job is and then maybe I'll it's listen. pharmaceuticals. I believe that it it's is. pharmaceuticals or he works uh, for the United States government in a really terrifying way where he limits access for women. Um, so yeah. it's okay. one of the two. <laughs> it's one of the two, Alice Squeeze. You're called. All right. We have so much uh, podcast to get to still and we've dawdled long enough. We're going to take a quick break and then when we're back, we'll jump into your calls and emails. Joel saying dog like he's a hundred years old. <laughs> okay, and we have returned. We've returned from our our break. Oh, was was um, your break restful? It was restful. I took a little nap, <laughs> and now I'm ready to jump into these calls, baby. Me too. Dana, please play that first voicemail. Hello, Mole and Jicho, Jicho and Mole. I said that weird. I like you both. <laughs> I love you both very much. Big fan. First time, long time. Okay. So my dad is a pretty wealthy man, and I am both extremely privileged because of that, but also I struggle with money myself um, because that's not my money. Um, I wish I was never given this information, but my sister told me exactly how much my dad is leaving me and my siblings when he dies. Um, it amounts to chump change compared to what he makes for one and compared to what he's leaving my stepmother uh, and by proxy her kids, um, which feels kind of unfair, but it also feels really gross to be concerned about it. So should I talk to my dad about this and how do I do that? Um, he's kind of really volatile and sometimes doesn't talk to me for months at a time over some small gripe. So I'm not really excited about that prospect. Um, should I just try and eke out as much as I can from him while he's alive or is that also gross? 
uh, we've had a rocky relationship for my entire life, and I did kind of think that the money would bring me some sort of relief in that sense. Like, if he couldn't provide for me emotionally, at least he could provide for me monetarily. monetarily. Um, but that seems to be not the case. I don't know. Is this really gross? Uh, am I being spoiled? I don't, I don't know. I wish I didn't have this problem or know what was happening. Uh, okay. Thank you. I love you. Sit on my face. Bye. Okay. Wow. Sort of a one, two punch with the, the last update. And now this yes. call, um, what should we name this young lady? Um, let's see. So we've got like an heiress. Um, right. And there should, there's a stepmother and some kids in play here. So there is sort of a Cinderella vibe. I was thinking sort of like a Paris Hilton. Um, okay. Cinder Hilton. Cinder Hilton. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's going to be you Cinder know, Hilton. Cinder Hilton. It's, listen, this is beautiful because we've come together on this one. We have. You know, this is a real, a true collab. <laughs> you know, a true Mitra Joel collab. But I think and it's, it's in, in the spirit, too, of her, her, her Jitra Mole, too. Yes. But Cinder I think what's Hilton. beautiful is that, you know, sometimes it's like, like, you wonder, like, is the whole greater than the sum of its parts? And it's like, no, the whole is exactly the sum of its parts. But <laughs> <laughs> oh. we're doing good. We're pushing through. We are. Cinder Helton. I think, um, um, I mean, yeah, you're being spoiled. Like, I, the, yeah. to me, it's like, it's it's a kind of a foregone conclusion. Like, you know, you're getting a lot of money. Uh, you get a lot of money. I think that... Uh, I don't know. Well, I think the problem is she doesn't get a lot. She's not getting a lot of money. That's the problem. Or not but enough, I, will, I think. Not enough money. She's getting some money, but not enough money. But I will say, she says it early in the transcript. I'm reading the transcript. That's not my money. You say of your father's money uh, up top. And so you know this. You know this intrinsically. And this, I will say there was an addendum. There was an, a second call. She called in to say that like she only... Um, wants to talk to the dad because the sister is pressuring her to talk to the dad. And I will say in both calls, there is just this lace of like, like this undercurrent of shame about caring about this. And I think like, you know, that like, ultimately, like you, you feel gross, you feel gross for caring about this. And I think that's what's happening here is you prop, this probably was a paradigm shift for you in thinking about the way you probably just assumed you were going to have an inheritance and that and that just lived running in the background of your mind and now you've learned that that whatever imaginary number you had before is much smaller there's a very concrete number attached to that now and it made you mad and that in making you mad you've now realized something about yourself that makes you uncomfortable yeah i mean i, I think, think like it. i think you just have to ask yourself what you want out of your remaining time with your father like it do you care about having a good time with your dad? Like, do you, I don't know. I think like accosting your father about not giving you enough money isn't going to compel him to give you more money. That is no. sort of my not knowing anyone personally involved in the situation. Read on it is um, being yelled at to do something doesn't often make people want to do something. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think that personally, it's hard for me to, I think, like, I mean, I, I personally am like, you want to have the best, I, I want to have the best possible relationship I can have with the people in my family. 
Um, but I know not everybody feels that way. Like it, like there, I think there are people who feel differently about their family. So I, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's, it's hard to look the ugliness that we have within us face on. And that's something that you're experiencing right now. Yeah. And it's okay to have those parts of yourself that you don't like. It's okay to experience shame about them. But I think it's just a question of how you spend your time with your dad. Yeah. And I think I think that ship has sailed. I think she doesn't like the dad. Doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like he's been emotionally there for her. So I am a f- in full support of you pumping him for as much cash as you can get out of him before he dies. Get that down payment on a house. Do that. If that's really like if that's what the relationship is about, then that's what the relationship is going to be about right. for you. And I would also say to your sister, um, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about this shit anymore. You know what? I Here's what I think kind of based on what you said, Joel, is like. If you are going to try and pump your dad for more money, you've said in the beginning of your email that you are really bad with money. I would say if you want to make a case to your dad for having more money, maybe take the time and figure out a plan for what you will do with that money. Just if I don't know if you want to try to get more money, make a case for why you should have more money, I think yeah. is maybe my um the best I can do, kind of. I don't really yeah. know. But I think that might help you. If you have a history, if you, if you have, I can see someone who is probably maybe good with money. If your dad is good with money, hesitating to give you a lot of money if he knows that you're bad with money. So yeah. I don't know. Which sucks because you're his kid and you should get, uh, I, I mean, actually, I don't really know how I feel about inheritance in general, inherited wealth, whatever. But um, ultimately, I think that this person is going to feel cleansed from hearing about her gross problem on our podcast. And I think I think she I think she's going to hear this and go, "Ew." Because she she basically says "ew" about herself several times in her original call and then in the callback. And I think hearing this out loud, she's going to let it go a little bit. Yeah, and I, um, I think this caller knows that it's not a relatable problem. <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got our first email of the day. Um I'll read this one. Okay. Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Hi, y'all. I'm going to jump right into it. I'm in love with my roommate. We're both gay men in college, are part of the same friend group, and recently moved in with each other and a few other friends. I think he used to have a thing for me when we were just becoming friends, as a lot of my other friends definitely picked up our vibes between us. But then out of nowhere, he started dating another guy in our friend group we had known he had known before me. Suffice it to say, I was heartbroken. I told him how I felt so we could work it out. He told me he didn't mean to lead me on, and we decided to give each other space and then went back to being friends. It's been weird since then because he's very hot and cold. Before moving in together, we texted basically every day till like 4 a.m. for the past few months. Now, sometimes he's his usual nice, charming self who laughs at every stupid thing I say and has a lot of accidental brushes with my hands or arms. Other times he's really cold, withdrawn and rude only towards me. I've been going crazy trying to decode what that means. Does he still like me? Is he confused about his feelings toward me and and his boyfriend? Is he like this because he thinks I still like him? There was a recent event that was especially weird. We were all getting drunk one night and he was yelling about how sad he was and scared he might fess up to some big secret he wants to spill. Another friend pointedly asked whether it had anything to do with our friend group and he said yes. If he said it, it would likely split apart the friend group. I can't help but think that secret might be that he likes me. What do I do about this and how can I stay sane during core with this stupid fucking roommate situation? SOS and XOX. Um... Wow. God. Um, what to call this person? What to call this person? Babe. He's in a roommate situation. Um, Love triangle. Explosive secret. Volcano. Um, secret. Oh, yeah. What's a, what's a secret-based name? Because he's the secret. 
God. Um. Okay, a roommate with a secret. Um. A roommate with a secret. Um. A big explo- My little secret. <laughs> His little secret. His explosive secret. Yes. <laughs> Is that it? Sure. <laughs> His explosive secret. I don't know. I don't know, Joel. <laughs> I know. Listen, babe, we don't feel good about this one, but we have to move on. The episode's already gone on too long. Mm-hmm. So, um, I and I'm excited to answer this question for you because I this is such a 20-something. Oh, my God. Early 20s problem to have. I think this guy sounds lame as hell. And I think you need to start the the emotional work of divesting yourself from this person. You cannot wait around for him to get drunk enough to spill his guts about what the secret is. The the situation that you've painted for us is horrific. This like psycho control freak being like my big secret that I'm going to tell everybody. Watch out. Like this person having to like mod like be in charge of the emotional dynamic of the group is so bizarre and you got to get out. <laughs> you the way you save your friend group is by divesting from this man. That is how you do it. And I know it's tough because you you are roommates. But the fact is, it's like somebody who's going to treat you this way is not worth it. It's not worth it no matter how confused he is about his feelings. Like that's something that he's going to have to work out on his time. And it does not sound like his timetable is worth it. And it and sounds like he is a vicious, vicious slut for drama. It also like, I just feel that if this person has been so weird with your feelings weird being a generous word being so inconsiderate and you know i don't know thoughtless with the way that you feel then it's not going to feel good if this person suddenly reveals in like this dramatic way that he's interested in you i think there will be a certain amount of i don't know i i would have trouble trusting someone who took that long to come around on me and then revealed it in such a bizarre way Mm -hmm. it's not fair Mm -hmm. to you you should like you deserve to be with someone who enthusiastically is interested in you and you know you've already been he's already been honest with his feelings too he told him i feel this way about you and he's and this guy reacted the way he reacted and now he's reacting and and even if he's having second thoughts it's still shitty like you've given him a model for how adults deal with their emotions Mm -hmm. okay and he is giving you a, a model for how dramatic gay 21-year-olds deal with their emotions by announcing they have a secret. Oh, my God. The faggotry of announcing you have a secret. <laughs> I just can't get over it. I think you enlist someone else. You sound like you have a very close-knit friend group. I think you need to stop drinking around this person and getting fucked up around this person because that's a recipe for disaster. I think you need to enlist. There's at least one girl in that friend group that you are very deeply close with, and I need you to tell them Mm -hmm. what's going on. And I think you need you need to explain to them that you need to have my back on this and you need to like make sure that he's not dragging me into the bathroom to help him floss his teeth or whatever ridiculous circumstance he'll concoct to get you alone so that he can do something while drunk you need to find your mitra johari (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly that Truly. I mean, these kids must be doing theater, right? Like, there's. <laughs> I gotta believe it. I gotta believe it. You know what? Follow up with us if you guys aren't studying musical theater. <laughs> yeah, we need to know. Until then, but I bottom- will. Musical theater until proven innocent. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bottom line, you will feel you will feel more sane the more you divest from this situation. And I know it's tough because you live with him, but maybe I you know I know that roommate situations in college aren't easy. But spend and it's COVID, so like uh, you're stuck with him. But really make set your boundaries now. Set your boundaries. Make them make them clear. And and, you know, even if you have to lie to him, just tell him, you do, you know, make it clear that you do not feel that way about him. So he's he can squash his little secret, too, because bad news. All right. Let's do one more. Should we do one more call before a break? Oh, my. Sure? Can we should, we? should we be crazy? Can we handle it? Let's just think oh, fuck it. Let's do it. Dana. Fuck it. Dana, fuck it, Dana. Let's play. Fuck it, fucking, Dana. Fuck it. Pull that call. <laughs> Whimsy. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel. Love the pod. Love you both equally. So here's the deal. My boyfriend and I have had a really amazing relationship emotionally and physically. We never had any issues in the bedroom. Flex, sorry. But <laughs> recently we were in the shower and he accidentally put his dick in my ass. I have never put anything in my ass. I have never been interested in putting anything into my ass. Needless to say, it was excruciatingly painful, and I stopped for, like, 10 minutes, and he felt really, really bad. It was, like, totally, definitely an accident, but now I'm really nervous during sex that it's going to happen again, and I hate this feeling. It fucking sucks during sex, and I haven't talked to him about this because I was raised super Catholic, and, uh, haha, it's hard for me to talk about. Um... We listened to the pod together, so maybe you have some advice for both of us. Love you both. Bye. Oh, boy. Oh. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with him hearing our response to this, but let's get to it. Let's name this lady. Okay. Um. Okay, so we're having like a post-mortem with a boyfriend, sort of an analysis with a boyfriend. Um, the... S- um. <laughs> Wait, so post postmort made me think of um like funeral home mm-hmm. and funeral home made me think of six feet under, six inches under. Yes. <laughs> yes, I accept. Yes. Okay. Yes. So six inches under, um, which it you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure your boyfriend is going, hey, no, actually it's uh six point eight, it's seven five. <laughs> seven five actually, okay. Um Whatever. We don't care. It's the scansion. Look, so, it's all it's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same to us. I would actually really like to hear from you, Mitra, because I am not an expert at female anatomy, but I am surprised to hear that that is something that could happen accidentally. I mean, I don't I don't know. I I feel like I I can't say I've had this exact experience. What, what I will say is like for it to go all the way in. For it to be an excruciating experience. That's really where I go, huh? Like, because normally I feel like there's time to be like, what? (laughs) No, no, no. Like, there's, I feel that normally I, I have enough, uh, I mean, maybe I'm not, uh, rough and tumble enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just feel that. I don't know. I, I'm curious about this because I I don't know. I I can only speak to my own experience, but yeah, I do feel normally I have been able to be like, watch out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ha, 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 I, get out. <laughs> I sort of pulled a few female friends of mine 
um, about this call specifically. And they all sort of came back to me and said that it is um, almost a physical impossibility for it to accidentally slip all the way. All the way. That's really where I go. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, I, so, I think you can be kind of like rocking and rolling and then, you know, you're trying to get back in there and, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 water is lube, and not lube rather, and it has sort of the opposite effect. So that might have been why it was so excruciating, is because the water creates so much friction back there that it can actually um, make things even worse. Shower sex, uh, when it comes to anal, is very difficult to pull off because of that. Um, so here's the the problem: here is is that you're having difficulty talking about it. So you're in the same room, presumably, or separate rooms, listening to this. I will say, listen. Sex is complicated. There's a lot of signals that need to be read that could have been misread. I do not think that this necessarily happened on accident. I'm not putting any, I'm not casting aspersions on your boyfriend, but I think maybe you both need to talk about this because I think there's culpability about like, I misread a a signal and I'm sorry. And I know that that. And I think maybe him saying it's an accident is what's freaked you out because I can guarantee you if he can assure you like we are assuring you that it is not an accidental thing that can happen. So you can safely have sex and know that as long as your partner is not going to go there, it won't go there on its own. I feel that no matter what, you definitely need to talk to your partner about this because you are experiencing discomfort and fear about your sex life, which has previously been very positive. So no matter what. And, you know, it seems like this is sort of going to serve as the the um, the lube, um, the lube into you having this conversation. That was sorely missing in the shower. <laughs> so I, I definitely encourage you and, uh, yeah, I, I want you to talk to your boyfriend about this because no one wants their partner to feel bad or no no good partner wants their partner to feel bad or nervous about having sex um yeah so let us know how it goes yeah. and i i really hope you were sort of in the car as this came on <laughs> driving to get some 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 groceries and i hope and now you're gonna have the worst trader joe's experience <laughs> that you have ever had and i hope that you are currently having amazing sex listening to us dissect your relationship on urgent care podcast actually you know if you've ever had sex to the podcast i would love to hear <laughs> i would honestly love that. i would love to would know if you have that. done that because i right. it sounds you know it is unfathomable to me but I, if it has happened i want to know about it we yeah and we want to know details and i'm um, just thinking about is making me horny so we're going to take a break um i'm going to rub one out and then when we come back <laughs> We'll get to our final two calls. Joe's going to flick that little bean and then come right back. that little bean. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're both bringing us back. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I I had my, my screen off the Zoom, so I couldn't make the deep committed eye contact that we normally have over zoom sort of decide how those things go and that's my fault i was not being a good improv partner to you thank you and yes and to that and that's a big part of improv is apologizing afterwards (laughs) that truly is (laughs) sorry about that i am just so off today i guess i shouldn't have had four beers with my my really old boyfriend before (laughs) 
we could talk about this forever. Yeah. So Dana, <laughs> please pull up that that little that little call. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Um, this randomly came into my brain as I was laying down trying to fall asleep tonight. <laughs> but my boyfriend has a Nick CD in his car that he like found um, like on the side of the road. This huge CD case full of CDs, and it's one of those. So he didn't make it, but Crash Into Me, the song. I think by the Dave Matthews band is on there, and it's a really creepy, weird song. So I, I press next every time it comes on, and he's like, "No, I want to listen to it." And I told him it's about like a creep watching like a younger girl or something through a window, and he's like, "Well, no, he's Dave Matthews band is telling the story of the creep doing that, so it's not creepy because it's not Dave Matthew doing it." And somehow he doesn't understand that that doesn't make it better, and now I'm worried he's a big old creep because he wants to listen to Crash in me. <laughs> anyway, if you guys could please share me, awesome. like, wow! Uh, what to name? What to name this this lady who's struggling with Dave Matthews Band? Um, let's see. So it hates hates Dave Matthews Band. Hates Dave Matthews Band. Crash into me. DMB. Mix CD. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Yep. Dave Matthews band. It is. That's um that's what we're going with. That's that's gonna be a look out the window kind of name where uh-huh. I say a name and then I look out the window because I don't want to see what Joel or Dana are doing mm-hmm. in response to the thing that I've said. <laughs> it's so it's it's such a fine art between the two of us when we like to go from pitching to just nope, that's the name. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah. And when you look out the window, that is sort of an indicator that that's the name. So Dave Bathew, Bat. It's so hard it's to Dave say. It's Dave Bathews Band. <laughs> okay. Dave Bathews yep, Band. Yep. I'm looking out the window again. All right. Um, I think this is kind of an open shut case. I think you need to lighten the fuck up and let your <laughs> boyfriend listen to his tunes because he's the one driving and the driver gets to decide. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think you need to back off, my boy, Dave Matthews. Bathews. Dave Bathews. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I it it's also just so funny to me that this guy is like, I have to listen to Crash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say um in, in in seriousness, I um I did not know that about Crash into you and in, into me. So sad. So sad how many songs have been ruined because they're about sort of grooming uh, at the end of the day. <laughs> Speaking of um, improv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here we are. And I think that, like, I don't think this makes your boyfriend a creep. I think that this has been indoctrinated into so many people that, like, separate the art from the artist. It's, like, along those same sort of that vein. And I don't think that your boyfriend is, like, stand is going to take inspiration from the song. But I think you're well within your rights to be, like, skip. I don't want to hear this song and can we not make this an argument yeah totally it's I I think it's like you're both being intense you're allowed to like you're allowed to not want to hear a song he's allowed to want to hear a song it's really weird to like fight super hard to hear a song (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like I feel like weirdly people get defensive when you bring it to a (laughs) to a place of like this is problematic. Like, I almost feel like next time it comes on, just be like, I fucking hate this song. You know, like, I feel like people are so much less defensive. I think the only reason you got pushback is because you brought the truth of the song into the, the debate. And then he suddenly is now like, wait a minute, I'm not a creep. So I have to find a way to defend this. 
And it's stupid. Yes, it's stupid. He should just be able to be like, yeah, this song is not worth this argument. Um, but he's not. He That's needs the man to listen to Crash Into Me alone. Mm-hmm. period <laughs> play him this and, that, <laughs> and that's what you need to say jerk off say, Dave Matthews is, band alone in your car <laughs> this is an alone time song okay and and tell him that when you call him when you refer to this band you say it's the Dave Badthews band <laughs> oh curse a curse on my lips <laughs> and and you smile when you say that because <laughs> it it's, it's funny <laughs> it's funny. It's comedy. Okay. It, you know, ultimately, kind of an open shut case. I'm glad we did this one. Me too. Um, Should we do our final okay. call? We have one final call against to do all odds. This episode, <laughs> this podcast made is it. coming to an end against all odds. Dana. Okay, I'm gonna try to make this so fast. Hi, Mitra, Joel, Joel, and Mitra. I want both of you to sit on my face. Here's the deal. <laughs> I think that my sister, my younger sister's therapist, is um, trying to sabotage me. Um, I think that I've noticed like a direct correlation in when my sister started seeing this new therapist and how um, she started talking about our relationship. And we've had kind of a fraught relationship. We're four years apart, which can be kind of a tricky age difference. But she started like using like little turns of phrase and speaking in mannerisms that I recognize as being not her how she normally speaks, which I feel like is something that happens when you're in therapy. You kind of regurgitate how your therapist frames things. So I guess my question is, because the other part of this is that I was the one who encouraged her to get into therapy in the first place, which I stand by that decision. But um, how do I, uh, like, maybe I create a fake name and then I try to um, get therapy from the same therapist and try to, like, present the same issues that my sister might be having with me to see if she would advise me in the way that I would imagine that she's advising my sister currently. Um, I don't know what to do. I think that my advice is backfired. Okay. This is already too long. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye. Okay. Wow. Someone's trying to beat us at our own game with a wild and implausible piece of solution to their own problem. Leave it to the pros, sweetie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Leave it to the pros. Mm-hmm. What are we naming this person who hates their sister's therapist? Okay. Um sister sister um sabotage. Yeah. So like sort of a therapy better help uh sl- slander the advertiser yeah. kind of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um sispotage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love a compound word. Wow. And today's compound word it should is be, cispitage. It should be cispitage her. <laughs> cispitage What? I'm doing the Joel thing. Just throw oh, throw okay, a pronoun okay. in yeah. there. It's a Joel name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cispitage, cispitage her. her. Um, <laughs> there we go. Cispitage her. Um, t- you really deflates it when you take the emphasis out of it. Cispitage her is very different from cispitage her. We don't like that. I one. think just cispitage. Um, wow. So cispitage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I d- I won't sit idly by as you mock me and my <laughs> my name. I'm calling her her her. <laughs> 
<laughs> you rude ass. You're a rude ass. I'm feeling you know snarky. You're a rude ass. Okay. Um, You're drunk. No, we're best You're friends. drunk we're best off friends. Yeah, hard I am. kombucha. I'm uh, drunk off a of hard kombucha. What of it? Get off my fucking back, you taskmaster. <laughs> taskmaster. Taskmaster. Her. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Okay. Um, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. You don't like what this therapist is telling the sister, presumably. I think that's a part of this therapy journey that your sister is going on is you reacting to that. I think you confront her or maybe not, or you just conf- you react to the turns of phrases in the way that she's presenting them and that is a part. And then she goes back and she takes that information back to her therapist. And then they continue to work on, on your relationship. Like, that's just how therapy works. Yeah. You're not always going to like it. Yeah. You, part of part of you encouraging your sister to go to therapy is you encouraging her to have an emotional experience that you have no role in um, yeah. and you can't control it. Or if you have a role, you're not you know, your role is not the power role. You are completely passive in this and that's okay. Like, and you know, she might not see this therapist forever or she'll see this therapist for a long time. It's kind of not it's a new your business. It's, a developing it's her life. And also like, yeah, like getting into the, like the terminology and the lingo and stuff can be annoying. Like anytime anyone starts something new and like they, they like have a kind of new personality, it gets annoying, but things will like, things will settle and there will be parts of her that will change and alter because she's embarking on a new journey and you push her to do this and like you have to be okay with what how what shape that journey takes or not but you need to back off and let her have her life and take charge of her emotional well-being and i think it's totally fine for you to be like the next time you have one of these conversations where where you think the therapist's influence is 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 sort of coming to a head is you can say like i hate this I hate the way you're speaking to me right now. I do not like this and X for X, Y, and Z reasons. Like that gives, like that, it's bringing something to the fore. Like the work of therapy sometimes is just about like bringing shit to the surface so that she can then take it and work it out with with the therapist on her own time. And she can go back and say like, hey, I tried that thing that you told me to say to my sister and she hated it. And this is why she hated it. And then that's the work of therapy. That's just the work of therapy. And and I don't know, like if, if you're that concerned and you're that close to your sister and it's and you think it's a detriment to your relationship, maybe ask if you can come to a session sometime. I, I think it's a little presumptuous for you to believe that you are the main focus of her work in therapy. But if you're right, then maybe confront her directly about it and be like, I, I feel like your therapist is turning you against me and that makes me uncomfortable. Talk about that in therapy, you know, and then be like, hey, can I come? That's not unheard of, is it? Is that crazy? I don't know. I've never heard of it, but I also don't have a lot of experience with therapy outside of the like one therapist that I've been going to for 42,000 years. So I I don't know. I mean, it. I, to me, my initial impulse is like, let this be your sister's space and don't invade it. Um, but I, I don't know, but, but react to it. You're, you're fine. You're good to react to it. You don't just because like the relationship you sent her to therapy because you ostensibly wanted your relationship with her to be better. Just because the better is different than the one you would picture doesn't mean that it's in, doesn't invalidate the work that she's doing. Yeah. I think you having a reaction to the way that your sister is acting is 
totally in bounds. What's not in bounds is you trying to control whether or not she takes care of herself, especially after you encouraged her to do so. Uh, Good on you. Good on you. But sometimes things really backfire. Like when I when when I decided to do a podcast with Mitra (laughs) and then things really went south really quickly. If it isn't Joel Kim Boost her coming for me (laughs) 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 on Urgent Kahar, our therapy podcast. For you for you to go in on the way that I name people after (laughs) Dave Matthews band (laughs) is astonishing. And for you to have any sort of moral high ground as you lay on your bed in total darkness. Is unbelievable. The only thing vaguely lit is Joel's gorgeous shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a little peek behind the curtain. It's on a privilege. How things work here at Urgent Care. Oh gosh, Mitra, it is an honest to God honor to do this with you every week. How can people how can people reach out to us and get so, help? So great question, y'all. So they can call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. We love it. We love to get your questions. We love to get your updates. We love if you have an important piece of advice or something that I've missed, we won't always read it, but send it along. We like to hear it. Yeah. We like to hear when we've been when we've done something wrong. And you know, we we don't, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of nice to know that we'll, we don't have to share it with anybody else. Yeah, um, you can yell at us, but we will not. Um, oh, and that. hey, here's a special thing. Can you, <laughs> God, can you please rate and review us? Oh my God! Please rate and review, rate and review us. us. We're we're sitting just over 700, and that thing should be at one. Uh, lesser podcasts have over a thousand reviews, and we will not be naming those lesser podcasts. No, <laughs> but you need to also yeah rate us five stars. Say something nice, um, because we do need that. Um, to feel good about ourselves very badly and it's subscribe quarantine. to us. We need this. We we do need this. We need this. You can't see my face, but we need this. <laughs> okay. Hope you hear the tremble in my delicate little voice. And um, I love that tremble as much <laughs> as I love producer Dana and engineer Ryan and July and Colin Anderson and everybody at Earwolf. Thank you guys so much. And Mitra. Thank you, especially. Joel, can I just say doing this podcast with you is like going to camp. <laughs> okay. You like get it's like camp. In the woods. It's like camp. We're like a family. It's camp. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're different. Good. We're different. We have different experiences of camp. Um, I've I never love been. You. I love you too. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.